0: There is no secret formula for better customer service, but there is the all-new Service Hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you could deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, December 15th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about a new law in Europe that, even if you're not in Europe, could have a real impact on you down the road, the apps you use, and have an impact on the way much of the digital economy functions today as we know it, it's a law that has Apple's name written all over it and comes with fines of up to 20% of a company's global revenue for repeated breaks. Juliet's got the breakdown, but before we get to that, here's what else is going on in business and tech. Let's get crackalacking. lacking. Okay, first things first, let's start with some Twitter news that on one hand I think sounds really quite silly. But on the other hand, could be one of the most significant on-platform things Elon Musk has done yet. And of course, I'm talking about the Elon jet saga. So let's add some context here. Twitter, or I guess really Musk, suspended this popular account that basically just tracked his private jet uh, wherever it went. And he's previously explained that the account's existence put him in danger as a prominent and wealthy figure, which I think is very reasonable. But he's also previously said explicitly that he would not ban the account as a kind of commitment to free speech. But many people, even steadfast Elon fans, were quick to point out the switcheroo. And the college student who runs this account actually once requested $50,000 and an internship from Elon Musk in exchange for taking it down, which... I thought was a good deal for Musk, but I guess he just figured he'd have to buy Twitter uh, and then ban the kid anyway.
1: Yeah, it was a lot cheaper to just do the $50,000, but all right.
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> but later in the day, the account was actually reinstated, uh, and Twitter went on to explain a new update to their safety policy, allowing for the sharing of someone's quote-unquote historical location, which apparently means you can share the location the next day. But after that... The account was banned again uh, and Musk went online saying basically the other night uh, someone was stalking a car that was driving around his son in Los Angeles and that he's taking legal action against the creator of the Elon Jet account Mm -hmm. and any other organizations who support harm to his family. So big picture. I think this just raises more questions about how, Twitter will be moderated from here on out. And I think a lot of people will look at this, are looking at this pretty negatively, even if it is for security reasons. But we'll see how this plays out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I would be curious to see what other accounts get banned or suspended for security purposes. I did see that his other accounts, love Jets, which tracks a variety of people's jets, was also suspended. So yes. Yeah, we'll see.
0: We will see. All right, moving along. Now, I think this is an interesting development. There were reports yesterday from Semaphore that Vice, the media company, was shifting part of its team off of Slack to Google Chat in a bid to cut costs. Now, you might be wondering why is the tech stack of a seemingly random media company all that interesting? And I think it's interesting because it points to a a trend across companies and industries and one that I think we'll we'll continue seeing from here on out, and that's that we're seeing companies ditch standalone products for bundled ones that already kind of come with services they're already paying for, things like Google Chat, things like Microsoft Teams. Mm which aren't necessarily beloved by users, but for the most part, get the same job done for for most people. And I think one of the clearest ways to see the impact, this realization people are having that they can save money by doing this is by looking at Zoom's stock. You know, as a standalone platform, the company's sales have been slowing dramatically and it's had to build out calendar and email tools to become a platform, really, or try to become a platform instead of a feature. And we'll see how this continues developing.
1: I do know that a lot of employees um, feel like they are being overloaded by apps that ultimately decrease their productivity because they're switching constantly back and forth between Asana and Zoom and Slack and Google Docs and Dropbox, you know, so.
0: hundred percent. I
1: think some employees would like this, assuming that Google and Microsoft and these other platforms that are more standalone have the functionality that these other smaller platforms have.
0: Yes. All right. Well, in other news, stocks gave up earlier gains Wednesday following the Fed's latest interest rate hike decision and efforts to fight inflation. Officials also forecast raising rates through next year, ultimately to a 5.1% terminal rate higher than what they were forecasting back in September. Also, the SEC charged seven influencers with leveraging their social media followings to commit securities fraud mm. in the form of pump and dump schemes to the tune of $100 million. Redwood Materials is planning another battery factory worth $3.5 billion in South Carolina to recycle lithium ion batteries and make EV battery components. And lastly, Google execs say the company has not publicly released its chat GPT-like product because of the reputational risk they carry uh, in case something goes wrong with it.
1: Interesting.
0: All right, Juliet. So let's talk about this law going into effect in Europe that could really bring some drastic changes to not just Apple and its app store, but the entire app economy and really any company that has an app that charges people money in any way. So what's this law and what's it, what's it going to do?
1: Okay, so this law is uh, taking effect in the European Union and it is called the Digital Markets Act. It is designed to regulate the digital economy and prevent certain tech gatekeepers from engaging in what it considers unfair business practices. Gatekeepers in this case are defined as companies with a market cap of at least $80 billion, Apple's is over $2 trillion, and 45 million or more monthly users in the EU. So these are not small companies. This only applies to very large companies. And there's more to this rule than what we're going to talk about today. Like there are a lot of different components,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but specifically today, we're going to talk about the ability to download software through a third-party source. It's called sideloading, and it is something that Apple has long resisted. Basically, if you want to download an app to your device that uses iOS, so your iPhone, your iPad, you have to go through the app store, your developer, your user, a user you are required (laughs) to use the App Store. Now, a lot of people don't like this. Apple says it ensures safety and privacy. They say if they allow these third-party stores, uh, it could result in users downloading malicious or spam or scam apps. But they also take a 30% commission off of all sales. And that's something that we've seen Epic Games get really upset about, Meta, Spotify. They're all saying... No, don't take this huge cut from me. This huge commission is too much, right? That's that's like the beef. And so w- the rule we're talking about today is that these gatekeepers, of which Apple, of course, is one, must allow side-loading. Otherwise, face a big fine, which, I mean, if you're Apple, maybe it's not that big of a fine, but it is 20% of your global annual revenue if you violate it more than once. So Apple is going to be complying with these rules in the EU.
0: Okay, and so, you know, I think a really interesting example of this, Spotify just released their audiobooks product. Mm-hmm. If you want to go on Spotify and figure out how to buy an audiobook through Spotify, it's impossible to to figure out how to do so because they didn't want Apple taking a cut of audiobook purchases on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So Apple said, okay, you're not allowed to even instruct people how to buy audiobooks on your app. Right, And under this law, That would not be the case. And so Spotify stock was up, I think, almost 10% yesterday. And as Mm -hmm. a result, because this would be really good for their business. Right. But is there any way that, you know, that Apple could manage to get around this?
1: Well, uh, outside of the EU, Apple is free to continue doing what it's doing. So there's that. According to Bloomberg, the App Store only accounts for about 6% of Apple's total revenue. And the EU, being the second largest market behind the Americas, makes up about less than a third of that. Okay. So they can still do what they want to do everywhere else. There, uh, However, you know, the DOJ was talking about maybe pursuing an antitrust suit against Apple. There are other lawmakers and other nations that may want to implement something similar. So right. we'll see how that goes. Right. Apple could put in place other security requirements on on these apps and require them to be verified, and then like charge a fee for uh, that.
0: Maybe um, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> so
1: it could maybe be like one way or another, we'll get a cut. Um, yeah, but no, I, I think the I think the EU's regulations are are pretty cut and dry. But Apple has until twenty twenty four to comply. So there's a lot of time in between in which things could change, or we might find out other th- pieces of information regarding how they're dealing with it. So we'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. And bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go sign up at thehustle.co slash email. Have a terrific Thursday and we'll see you tomorrow.